so much for joining me on this special episode of Pop Music for Smart People. I have the immensely talented Lauren with me, who is an Australian rapper who's killing it, I personally believe. Um, and I featured her on my last episode, which was Yas Queens. Yas Queens. Um, yeah, this month we're doing, we're celebrating queer artists this month. And uh, yeah, she's amazing. So welcome. Hi, how are you? Yeah, how you doing? Doing great. Welcome to Pop Music for Smart People. Yeah, happy Pride Month, honestly. Oh my gosh, happy Pride. I know, hello. Right? <laughs> Best month. <laughs> I know, I literally, I, I remember I was like planning out episodes for June and uh, all of a sudden I was like, oh wait, what am I doing? I need to like do queer artists the whole month. Like it's Pride. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just, no, like, it came to me. I'm like, wait, that's, that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so I did want to actually talk about that. Um, I wanted to talk to you about being queer in the music industry, in the rap industry, um, being female and queer, like what, um, what does that meant for you? Like what, you know, do you think it's, there's been obstacles because of that? Yeah, I'm bi. And to be honest, I only had my first lesbian experience like six months ago. So it's very, it's very new to me. I don't, um, well, just, I mean, cause even being bisexual, like being, you know, any, anything on the spectrum is, uh, you know, you're, you're female. Yeah. I think with my music, and my image, I really try to be able to push both aspects. Like, my masculinity is hugely appreciated as much as my femininity. So, like, um, I really try and keep them. Like, I could go out and I'll dress, like, really feminine. And then I'll go dressing like this. You know what I mean? I try and, like, test people um, so people know that I can do both. And not just I can do both, but everyone around me can do both, you know? Like, Absolutely. I think uh, not to feel insecure of, like, the masculine side of you as a woman. Um so, and I think like, yeah, I have a lot of power with, I know the way that my voice is and the way that I hold myself and like, it is pretty masculine. And maybe once in my life, I did feel insecure about it, but I guess with my music and like how I keep presenting myself, I'm like, oh, I can be both. Like I can dress up like a, like a stripper bitch and then just dress up like a boy the next day. Like everyone has the power Absolutely. to be both. Um, Even that stigma that you have on yourself of like, um, you know, like I, I sound masculine to me, you don't sound masculine to me, you sound like a badass female, like, you know, you sound like, you sound like who you are, like, and what you're trying to present. And, uh, yeah, that's really something that I feel very strongly about is breaking down these stereotypes. I talked about it on your episode, um, just about like, I, you know, I'm, I think in 2021, we need to get rid of the word slut. We need to get rid of the word whore. Like, like, it's like, why, why do we still have these like archaic words that describe, you know, like, it's like, if I would have sex with somebody, I'm gonna have sex with them. Like I'm a grown adult, you know, it's just like this whole idea of like, of, of labeling someone in a negative manner because of something they do or the way they act or, you know, how they present themselves to society is just as like, so old school. Like, and I feel like, like sexuality, I think it's safe to say it's a big spectrum, like spectrum and all over the place. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a sex worker as well. Um, and yeah, like I feel like sex and uh, people project their sexual uncomfortabilities to others. And it's like, but to be honest, like it's such a beautiful thing that we have to connect to with this exactly. you know, intimacy. So like, I, I don't know what, what the shame is kind of thing. Cause you know, I, I experience a lot of that with trying to like promote work and do stuff like that online because it's like, Oh, she's a whore. And it's like, but, 
or was it great? You know, like what's what's the big deal there? You know, like is is she hurting you, that person, or is that like you know are they hurting you? But they generally not because sex isn't a hurtful thing. You know. No, I mean, really, I think a lot of it is based on you know just you know, religion has a big part of it, I believe, um, and just like old school biases and old school like ways of thoughts, conservatism, where it's just like. I don't understand why humans ever put themselves in that, you know, in that box. It's it's kind of sad, actually, because the way we were born was just like we're born with these parts and we're born to do like these things bring us pleasure and intimacy can like really connect you on a level. And, you know, not just on a sex level, just on a on a, you know, person to person level, on a person personality level. Like I, I, you know, I look at you and what you're doing and I can feel your sexuality, your intimacy, like through the stuff, that, like through the music you're creating. And I, that excites me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm dancing yeah. to your music, like in that kind of way, you know, I like, love that. like to your knees, please. I'm, I'm dropping it down low to T and wow. um, That song is, that song is everything. That song yeah, is so Thank good. you. I actually, you just reminded me something though. I, I recently, I aligned to what you were saying before. Like I recently spoke to my mom. And I don't know if you saw, I uploaded a photo and you can't see my booty hole, but it's, you could see my booty hole. Uh, and um, she was like, yeah, damn, that was just so raunchy. And um, like I sat with her and I understood because there's a thing from, I know with our older generations, like there's huge traditions, that, like traditions that they were locked in, you know, like I have mad respect for that. Like, and I feel like for, I come from Italian background, like, for her background Same, and her saying too. that, I, I understand. Oh, I love that. Where she's coming from, like, I understand that what she's, you know, the reputation, the respect and all this stuff. And I just had to stop her and be like, mom, like, I totally get where you're coming from. But this would mean that I have to then internally shame that side of myself when I was, like, through my music, through my performance, like, through, like, my work, through all of these aspects, I'm a sexual person. And I, I guess when I was younger, I shamed myself. But now I think I've gone to the stage where I'm like, what, like what's, what's the shame about it? And if I did stop and hold myself back from it to respect others, it's like it doesn't really feel like it's You're not right. living, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I literally had an episode where I was describing a song that, you know, I had featured. And I was like, oh, this song makes me feel, you know, this way, this way. And I, and I like, wrote down slutty. And in my head I was like, I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna like say that because my mom listens to the show. And like, and, and then all of a sudden I was like, no, F that. Like, you know, it does make me feel that way. It makes me feel like sexual. And if it doesn't make me feel like, you know, like I'm like a sexual, you know, creature and like when I'm dancing to it. So it's like, why wouldn't I say that and how I honestly feel about it? You know, like, if yeah. someone has a problem with that, then it's unfortunate for them, but it's not a, it's not a negative thing to say that. It's not a, you know, bad thing. It's just, it's what it makes me feel. So yeah. And I think I like, I have respect on people like, uh, like especially my mom like brings these issues to me because they're from a different generation so like I respect the gap but then also I'm just like no I I gotta do this because like I feel like sexuality even itself like you look at sex ed growing up like no one has the education that we're supposed to about sex and like the way we treat each other so I don't know I I think as a sex worker like I, I practice that safely and um yeah I feel like it's a really great way to be able to be intimate with people um even if it's not a long connection, like it's vulnerability with one another. And like, yeah, I don't know. That's I literally said that in the episode, in, y'all, in y'all's episode, because you, but I think really um, all three of the artists that I featured, Taylor Parks, you and Cobra, who, which I don't know if you know Cobra, but. Oh my oh, God. She's like, she's amazing. And she's like, just I like don't, but I checked queen. it out after. 
oh, just this fetish queen from like, you know, she's so young, but she's like, she's owns her sexuality. She has from a really young age. And to me, that's so important because there's young girls out there that, you know, they're, they, they look at, you know, their role models and they don't see what they fit into. And it's like, it's, we have to have everything. You have to teach kids about sex and who they might be and, and, you know, the things that they're going through, because that's like really what you're the most heightened is when you're growing up, you know, like your hormones are out of control. You don't know what you're doing. So if you're just told that that's not okay, then that's to me, it's just so limiting, you know? Yeah, for sure. I just think like, especially in like Australia, I don't know. I can't can't speak for you. You're like, but here, yeah, it's like when I've gone into the schooling system and grown up, I've been like, I'm not really taught anything. I'm really not taught nothing. Um, and what, what, what do you do with that then? And then like, it's all taboo, like sex is all taboo. And then I guess sex work down here, like, I, it's it's very shamed. Like I I know when I was in Brisbane, stripping was a lot more accepting. But here, S- Sydney, you'd think it was the opposite. But like it's because it's a bigger city, but it's actually not. Like I feel way more shamed being a sex worker, which I'm like, why is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I'm a gay I'm a gay man that's came from the south in America. So I mean when I grow, I'm 36 now too. So growing up, like. There was no, I mean, they didn't teach anything about really sex ed was like kind of limited in its own regards, but nothing about, you know, being gay or homosexual or like what those, what that sexual stuff meant. Like, so there was just nothing like, so you literally grow up gay and you're just kind of like, oh, I'm going to figure it out. You know, What's like, this? But that's, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and so I feel like that's why a lot of gay people, like they're late bloomers because it's just like, you know, we're not given that the things that. Yeah. Well, you're taught what a norm is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, it's the same for me. Like, I don't think I've ever heard anything about like gay sex when I was growing up in school. Yeah, and exactly. it's like, why is that not still fathoms me to this day that like that gay marriage is just not legal in places. Like, it's like, it blows my mind. Even in a place like America that says it touts itself to be free. We just got it not that long ago. You know, like that's, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like ours as well. Like it wasn't that long ago, maybe like a few years ago and it, it fathoms me because it's like, yeah, like I'm not going in to the bedroom with that person. I'm not having relationship building conversations with that person. I'm not doing any of those building block exactly. foundations. It doesn't affect so you at all. Yeah, like, nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't be the one to be like, oh no, you can't do that. You know, like it just makes, it blows my mind, I guess. Like, well, it's, it's funny too, because they, they try to say, you know, like, uh, you guys are shoving your, you know, um, your lifestyle on us. You're pushing. And I'm like, actually, you're kind of, you're kind of getting in my bed. You're kind of coming into my bedroom in my life because I don't want you anywhere near that. Like, just let me do what I want to do. And I'm going to do that. And you can do what you want to do. But when you start coming up into mine and saying like, oh, wait, what are you guys doing? Like, that's not right. That's like, like you're actually, you know, that's actually kind of private to me, you know? So like, yeah, it's, it's a little effed up. And I feel like people make an assumption if they're like not really educated on things like that. And like a lot of assumptions are made in that kind of regard, you know, and like even with like separating, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this, but people do that weird thing where they have to label you as, as that before they get to that. And it's like, but that's just the person they have sex with. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, <laughs> if a gay person, I had to spoke to someone. I remember in the change rooms, they were like, saying, you know, I don't know the conversation, but if a, a gay person did this, 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 I don't like like this this type of gay person. And I was like, wait, what? That makes no sense to me. I'm like a type of gay person. I'm like, I have sex with someone. Does that mean I'm a, a type of straight person? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and even, and like, even, wait, even, even gay people now, you know, like we've been so programmed that even gay people in our society 
are like the older generations of gay people are starting to do that, you know, where they're like, where the younger people are being like, you know, I want to be called this or I'm this gender on that. And there's older gay people even that are gay, but that are still like, no, that's too much. Like, I don't know. That's too much. You can't call yourself that. Like, that's not like, there's just gay and straight and bi. And it's like, well, Hey, you guys, you guys push back against the norm. So why, why shouldn't they be allowed to be exactly who they want to be? You Spectrum's know? huge as well. You know, like people can feel whatever they want to feel horny, right? Like, I've seen some weird shit to get people horny. So it's like, I don't know. I oh can't really God. sit there okay. and judge people. <laughs> I can't be like, oh, some, it has to be. I've done box. some weird shit to get myself horny. So I totally understand. Okay. <laughs> Amen. I get it. Um, okay. So I do want to talk to you about your music to your knees and your mouth. Love both of those. I mean, I love all your music. Don't get me wrong. Like the, when I found out about you from Sophia, I literally railed your like entire discography. I think in a day, my husband was like, I guess this is what we're listening to. I'm like, yep, I'm bumping it all day. Like, that's, uh, this that is it. My house. This is it. And it's, it's <laughs> I love it. quite a bit of it since then, yeah. Um, how did those, so I want to know how those songs came about. So great. I'm so glad it made you feel like a bad bitch. Oh my God. Just like, in, especially in quarantine and like, you know, we're all locked in our houses. Like anything to make me feel like I could just twerk on my couch, like in my living room and like get it by myself. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for this. Cause you know, like, I used to be able to go to the club, like get, like live my life, do my thing. And like all of a sudden it's like, I'm just like locked in my house. I'm like, what do I do? So music like yours is like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make it a club right here. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Thank you. How, so how did those songs come about? And then I also wanted to talk to you about like, you know, just the female sexuality side of those songs in rap and mainstream music and just how you like feel about like all that. I like, I want to start with saying I really love a contrast. Like I always really love a contrast. I don't know why. Like just like, like I said before, like I can have the ability to be masculine and then feminine at the same time. And I think with my music, I had done that because <clears throat> at the time of making those songs, I was in a male collective um, and like most of them would be like, wait, you're a whore, you know, like it, it, it was very like kind of still taboo for them. And like for myself, like, like I said, what I said before to my mom, like, I know I'm a sexual person and I know that's a part of me. And in a place of male domination, usually you think that's where you like take back from that and you're like, okay, I got to see a watch, you know? But I think in that time, um, I was going through a lot, you know, so personally. So I just felt like I wanted to aggressively push who I was. And I love that. Um, yeah, like I think like with your mouth, like I made that and I knew it. The day I woke up, I was like, I'm horny. I'm going to make this song today. And like, um, I think that should be fine to do, you know, like I, yeah. I, I, I made sure that like, and I was in an all male studio at that time. Like each room was all males in the room. My male producers, we had like five rooms, all different, all males. So for me to be saying that stuff in a studio would have really been like, what the fuck is she doing kind of thing, you know? And I didn't really think about it at the time at all, you know, because I was just like, this is just who I am. I'm actually sexual. And I, maybe like, started doing stripping and so I was like you know I'm just so empowered by this I I go to work and I see other women empowering their sexual freedom I'm gonna do that and um I've always loved hip-hop you know like Lil Kim um was a huge inspiration for me like I'm sure like a lot of female rappers she was like one of the the trailblazers yeah and like she's vulgar you know she doesn't speak sexual it's vulgar too it's and vulgar, it's like, yeah, because it, that, that's life, you know, like, that's, like, that's how yeah. we actually feel. So, when I mean, you look at now, men, I mean, men, honestly, in music have been doing it forever. You know, they've they've done it, and they've talked about, he's saying about very, you know, 
you know, dirty things, sexual things, like, you know, even... Oh, my God. You listen to an old D12 album and you come back to me and tell me how offensive it is to women and gay people as well, queer. Exactly. Even some inappropriate things, like, about consent and stuff like that. Like, they've sung about, like, some pretty, like, awful things, you know? And then you look at, like, females. There are definitely trailblazers, little them, you know, Eve, like, different people like that. But it's been so much less in allowed in the mainstream, I think, for that reason, you know? And then now I kind of do see this, like... I see this thing happening in female rap that's just, like, makes me so freaking happy because I just feel like women are just kind of having their moment where they're like, you know what, screw this. This this is a natural feeling that I have, and I'm going to sing about it just like you sing about it. You know, and I look at, like, Cardi B or, like, you know, Megan Thee Stallion just, like, singing about, like, wet-ass pussy. It's like, that's... I heard a song with this girl yesterday literally said, finger me, and I was like, I've never heard that, and I love it. Uh, Yeah, because why not? Yeah. I've heard Ben say way worse than the the lyric to the next lyric, but I was like, wait. Did she just say finger me? That's so cool. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it just sounds like a weird statement. And I'm like, I've never heard yeah. a song. But yeah, truly, I really look into that. And like, there's another artist that like, she's like, I look up to her so much. And she does that. Um, Her name is Baby Mother. Baby Mother? Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's, I don't know how to say it right. But I think she's in Tennessee. Chattag- Tennessee? Ch- Chattagong, I don't want to say it wrong. Chattanooga. So I'm from, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at right now. I'm in Tennessee. I'm in Nashville. That's wild. Yeah. So Chattanooga is like three hours away from here. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I didn't want to say it wrong. See, and isn't that funny? Like, you know about this person that I've like, you know, from like so close to where I'm from. And I don't, I know it's like, that's just how music works. There's so much music in the world. It's like so hard to like catch it all, you know, which makes me so, it gives me anxiety pretty much because I like, I want to hear all of it. (laughs) Oh my God, you got to, but like same thing, you know, I really love the, the vulgarness to that. I mean, to me, I, I only know you from afar and I feel like I get, that's what I get from your music and your like music videos and like who you are as a person. I literally got, I mean, this is like, these are things I wrote down without even ever talking to you or meeting you yet. Um, just about you, you know, like, like empowering females through sexuality instead of it being a taboo thing or, you know, it's like, no, that's, this can be a, this, this, this is ours. It's like, that's my sexuality and my, and that part of me is mine to own. And I don't have to be, you know, scared of it or like, you know, ashamed of it. It's like, it's, it's actually a really big part of who we are. Your mouth specifically was really about that. And I didn't realize until after like, so when I hear that feedback, I'm like, wow, it did make people feel like a freaky bitch at home in their room and like. I, all those things that I wanted and achieved, I feel like that way, you know, like when I listen to that and like when I did your mouth, I was like, okay, I'm going to make a vulgar, like super the video, like super intense because it's like, I don't feel shame. So no, and that's it. That, uh, and you're singing and you're, you're making that, you're making your music for people like me. You're making that music, you know, you like, and so thank you. Thank you for making your music, but like you're making your music and people are like, there, there are people that hear it that are just like, that are feeling what you wanted them to feel, you know? Just so you know, I mean, I'm I'm a little gay boy in, in Chicago, and I literally just heard your music, and I'm just like, yeah, and that's wild to me already as it is, you know. Like this makes me want to get nasty. Like I want to get dirty. I want to get nasty. Like like just in my living room by myself. Like I don't care. I actually feel lucky because I you were talking about the male dominated scene in Australia, and I really feel like, I mean, I knew that you know there was um, a rap scene coming from Australia, but really the first like big exposures that I've had to it in the like kind of underground rap scene have been you and Sophia, which I like love because I love that I've like some of my first exposures have been with two women, you know, badass rappers that yeah, are like, and killing she's it. And I think amazing so, as well, you know, God, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm both you guys, both honestly, both of y'all like you're just, you're rapping in a way that makes people, like you said, it makes people feel 
empowered and, and, and Sophia's music does that to me too like I remember the first time I heard Sophia's music there, there's no way you can't feel like a badass when you listen to like Chief O'Keefe you just feel like a, I feel like a badass you know I'm just like I run shit like I run everything <laughs> thank you oh my like, god and what's beautiful to me is like when I see the music that she makes and then the excitement yeah like she's like this is like a hug are you getting hugged right now? I'm like, look, I'm actually getting slapped in the face by your beat okay. and your bars. Oh, I love it. Yeah. If you're gonna call it a hug. So I did want to ask you, how did you, how did you get into hip hop? Like, and like, what like musical influences like from your younger years like led you into that? Like, what I just want to know that story. I loved hip hop to like a sickening degree when I was young. Like sickening. I don't think I had a lot of influence from my like parents and family, I was left alone a lot. I feel like I had self-esteem issues. So I just never really thought of myself ever being a music artist. Like it, the idea didn't really come to my head, even though I'd know every lyric of every song and I'd, I'd research and I, I have to know their visual albums. I was so invested, like that it made no sense to my friends around me. And eventually they were just like, can you just write a song? Like just write one song. Like there's like, and I, I was in Philippines at the time and I was also like with my, I had a collective before like a male collective I was a part of. And we threw like festivals over in the Philippines. We threw like um, parties to like showcase like local artists and stuff like that. So I was already in like music and already helping other artists around me. But like, I never really thought of myself doing it. I don't know. Well, I'm glad you got over that because... <laughs> I'm very happy that you got it. It took me two years to listen to my music and be like, okay, I kind of get it, right? I don't know. I, I, I'm my worst critic. But then my, yeah, my friend was on the plane and he was like, just write one song. Sit next to me, he was a producer. He's like, write one song, see how you go with it. And I wrote my first song that I ever released, which is called Lavish. And I wrote it, I recorded it, I did a video and I was like, okay, this is fun. I'm going to do this with my friends now. I never really saw it seriously as a career, I guess, until like, I wasn't really expecting the way things kind of just worked out the way that it did, you know, like I, a part of me feels like I wish I kept my art to myself before I released it just a little bit longer before like my first track, but in the same, like the blessings that have come from it. Um, and it's opened my eyes to like now, now it's been like four years that I've been doing music um, and I'm 26. So it's like, I, I found it at a real later stage in my life. But I knew once I wrote my first song, I was like, this is it. I've been practicing performing. I danced, like I've been practicing performing in the mirror, like to the point my mom, she would come into my room and she'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going nowhere. Like that you've got, you're going, you're, you're not going out anywhere. Where are you going? And I'd be like, whole drag makeup, <laughs> fucking right here. full outfit. Yeah, I'm ready good. to go, done okay, a whole exactly. choreography like done so it made sense like when my i told my mom and everything they're like honestly like this makes so much sense and i just finished a degree as well but when i did that they were like no this is you you know um i did want to talk to you about your look and this is actually kind of funny because you've actually already mentioned it and i literally wrote some of this down before we even got on the to do this chat together but i just wanted to say what inspires your overall look and feel because i'm here for it i love it but I literally wrote, these are some of the things I wrote down. I wrote down hip hop, 90s, burlesque, club kid, masculine, feminine. Yeah, I love <laughs> I literally that. Wrote, I literally wrote those things down before I, like, we ever even got on here to like talk. Like, and then you literally said that about yourself. Like, like I just get all those things from you. I get like such a mixture of, and for me being like 36, I just like, there's so many nostalgic things I get from you and your vibe that like, 
get me excited and make me happy. Like, so I what's like, how, oh, like, where do you think you. your look evolved from? Oh, absolutely. I went through so many phases of dressing. Like, uh, I think cause when I was younger, when I was younger, I, um, my mom sent me to Jenny Craig and I fuck knows why. Um, but I think like when I was younger, I probably didn't like, I didn't wear really anything. I know my mom was like, cook eye dresses wear like really nice dresses and heels and, and, and look like this and like good for her intentions were right. You know, like she was, I know she wasn't, but also at the same time, I was like, I'm fucking not that person, you know? Um, and I think over the years and years and years of me unlocking these new levels, I'm like, okay, I can wear this now, you know, and like test people a bit. Um, but yeah, I think like when I lost, I think I lost a lot of weight. And when I did, I was like, this is my time. Cause maybe like when I was bigger, I was like, I, I maybe just didn't feel as a com- as comfortable back then. Like when I was now I'm like, fuck, I wish I was thick. That's another big thing that's like happening right now. I think in, in our society is weight, you know, like, and like that whole tackling of that issue. Cause it's like, there's been such a stigma on that. And it's like, fuck off. Like, like girl, like anybody can look good and be and shake their ass and be like killing it and be a baddie at any at any weight height set like anything like stop which yeah i don't want to like seem like because i feel like it wasn't me losing weight that i was like oh i'm skinny now i can wear these clothes i think that was just an internal thing that i probably held held on to that stopped me from like doing that but i i I, that was with the start for me i think like when i started up shopping and i lost a bit of weight i was like i'm just gonna wear the craziest shit and um I loved colors, so I never wore colors before. So I just try and wear colors, and I'd love to dress up in people. Like I'd be like, "Oh, I'm um, I'm Cindy Lauper tonight," <laughs> and like I'd I'd dress up in like satin pants with a white top with a huge like retro jacket. Like I'd think, who could I be today? Or like I'd be like, "I'm Shaggy from Scooby Doo." Like I'm kind of low key, like trying to channel some sort of character, and I'm a pretty cartoonish person, like just in general you know like i'm always trying to like do different voices and be silly and be like i'm a silly kind of person same i laugh all the time you should you should see like if you just if you just troll my facebook a little bit and go through some of my photos is there's it's hard for me to find pictures where i'm not in costume or like dressed up in a certain kind of way because this is like me and my friends we enjoy that like if we're having a party it's gonna be a costume party yeah like if i'm on a bender and i'm it's past two o'clock the first thing i'm gonna do is go get my craziest outfit and be like okay guys what what are you gonna dress up in? So I shaved my head like uh, eight months ago, and it was because my one of my best friends, he was an artist, and like he 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 did, he did everything like un ridiculous artist. I probably I my biggest inspiration, and he killed himself like eight months ago. And um, oh, I'm so sorry about that. But he I lived with him for two years, and every day he'd be like, shave your head, shave your head, please just shave your head. I really wanted to shave your head because he was a hairdresser as well. But he'd be like, you just would look so good with it. And like, he was the one that gave me the confidence as well with like, uh, with me being more masculine. Like he was like, I wouldn't fight you. You're real henched. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, you're heaps henched. And I was like, are you kidding? And then I like looked in the mirror and I was like. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty strong. And like, so he inspired me in a lot of ways. And then I remember one day I was just, I was stoned and I was like, I'm ready do it, shave it. And he was like, Yes, and like now it's like I just couldn't go back. I love that. Okay, so before we go, I did want to play category is, and so how it works is um, someone presents a category, and it can be literally anything. Um, usually, it's like something kind of personal to you, uh, but it can be. We've done all kinds of stuff, but um, they present the category, and then everybody else has to go around and pick a song or an artist. 
that they feel best represents the category for them, like personally. So like no biases. You're not trying to pick it because, you know, someone else, you think someone else wants you to pick it. Like you're just picking it because that's like how you would best fit that category. So every episode of my uh, podcast is a different category. I like to play with the people I interview if that's cool. Yeah, that's so with fun. You. Okay, awesome. Okay, so the first <laughs> with um, me, category. Okay. The first category that I ask all the artists that I interview is, um, it's my first episode that I came out with, and it's artists that make 2020 a little less of a dumpster fire. Um, I feel like Doja so like, Cat did that for me. Oh, Megan the Stallion. No. Oh Wait, yeah, Megan the Stallion. I'm like. Megan the Stallion, absolutely. Doja Cat, too. Like, she did that thing. Yeah. And then I wanted to ask you about Sophia's episode, because the name of her episode is It's a Trap. And I say that in the sense of, so that category is um, music that got you within, like, the first, like, 10 seconds. Like, an artist or a song that you heard, and within the first 10 seconds, you were just like, yep, I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan of that. Like, it's a trap, because, like. They get you right out the gate. Probably Billy Marie. She's like an Australian artist, a really beautiful singer. I'm not like it's it's not hip hop. I guess it would be like hip hop kind of singing, but like kind of Drake type beat thing. I guess you know. But yeah, as soon as I heard her freestyles, I was just like, she's she's it, she's it. Yeah, she's Amazing. got it. Okay, Billy, <laughs> Billy Marie, and that's spelled just like B like B I L L Y Marie M A R I E. Sure. Yeah. 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 One word. Oh, one word. Okay. Perfect. Amazing. I love that. And then I love it when I get new artists too. Cause like, I love, we love a Doja Cat making the stallion, but you know, she's always looking for. Yeah, new I know. Artists. I wanted to, I had to, I had to throw in some boy up. <laughs> I wanted to do your, um, episode. So the, the name of that episode is Yas Queens. It's just like females, like killing it, female empowerment, like, you know, ladies that are just like, like serving their message through their music for, to empower females. So I was, I was curious if there was an artist that you felt like fit that. Oh, baby mother. It has to be. Oh, baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I love that. We already talked about her. That's amazing. I'm obsessed yeah. with her. Like I am. I, I cannot wait to look her up. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, yeah. Big fan. And like, I'm pretty sure everyone down here, no one really knew of her. I guess her last album, which fucking serves her right because a lot like last album was so good, but it wasn't until then that it started coming here. But I've been listening to her for over like five years. And like, like, yeah, like, I, it did, I'd show everyone here and everyone would be like, what the hell? Who is this woman? I'm like, right? And it's so powerful because she has, like, she's had two sets of twins, natural birth. She just, like, brings them on stage with her. She's got a hematoma on her head. She does no shame about it at all. It's just, yeah. like, it is what it is. Why not? I am yeah, who I am. Yeah, she's music. Exactly. I think as a woman, you know, in female, like, in, like, in, like a, you know, in this industry, like, you're always told that you have to look hot and you have to look appealing and you have to look marketable and like she is all that but she's made it on her own path you know and she's really vulgar and she's really like like raw and so like yeah i can't talk enough about her but it's b-b-y-m-u-t-h-a b-b-y-m-u-t-h-a m-u-t-h-a got it perfect so if you're all listening, go look her up. She's amazing. She does no wrong. Okay, so uh, I did want to ask you just about um, future projects. If you have anything coming up, uh, if there's anything that we should be looking out for. Um, I have uh, – your uh, management team has reached out to me. They are so lovely, by the way. Yeah. I love her. I, I just only recently changed. So um, it's been a big shift for me recently. Like the, the male collective that I was – like I – I was a part of I was friends with them for all like since I was 11 and like um I've just left that so it's been like a huge change but um I will be releasing something soon so um 
that's good. I've got a song coming soon, a single, another single coming, um, and it's going to be very funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited. i got a little things planned around it. And it's uh, actually, I've got one show coming up. It's, um, I don't know if you've checked them out, but they're called Heaps Gay. Okay, yeah, uh, I, see, I, had, they, I did see it. Yeah, they run a lot of events. Um, they did like, The last event that I did with them, it was called Roadwork, and they had a, a cul-de-sac, and they just put, like, barricades on the cul-de-sac and it was so good. Like, oh my god! <laughs> that like, sounds like my kind of party, <laughs> right? I'm so excited. I get so excited. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Well, you're awesome. Thank you for oh, having thank me you on so today. Much. And like, oh my gosh, absolutely, Lauren. I really, um, you are super lovely. Both you and Sophia both like interviewing y'all. It's so funny when you hear uh, someone like you know performing their music, and you like you said you have that persona. You know, I'm listening to like T and E's or your mouth. And Sophia's got like this, like just hardcore, like you know, badass, like sound about her. And then I and I talk with her, and she's just the sweetest, like loveliest human. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love that. Thanks for making the music that you make. So yeah, definitely more music's gonna be made. Yay! I'm so excited. That's awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. You um are doing awesome things, and uh, yeah, you got you got fans, you got fans all over the place. So. Appreciate. I respect you. I respect what you're doing with this and music. And yeah, thanks for hitting me up so late. Are you yeah, gonna go absolutely. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's keep in touch though. And then, yeah, I would love to, I would love to keep in touch with you and just see. You yeah. Know, I love that. Yeah. This is just the beginning out. of our friendship, you know? Yeah. I love that. Too. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. Okay, right. cool. Well, thank you. Have a good sleep. And that was the immensely talented Lauren. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on the show and chatting with me. I cannot wait to see what you create in the future. So excited. So to recap. Her name is Lauren. Her music can be found on most major streaming platforms, so go follow her on Spotify and Apple Music. Her handle on Insta and Facebook is at Lauren.SGS, so that's L-A-U-R-E-N dot S-G-S. So please go support her and follow her on these platforms. Lauren, once again, thank you so much for making music. And as usual, y'all, please tell your friends, family, costume party guests, rap collectives, overseas fans... And every badass, one-of-a-kind, incredible, and perfect-the-way-they-are friend you have. So wink-wink, nudge-nudge, that's every friend. (laughs) About the show, if you like it. Or you know what? Even if you don't, because who knows? Maybe they will. Okay, I'll meet y'all here on Friday for part three of Pop Music for Smart People's Pride Series. Bye! (laughs) 